everybody, welcome back to another episode of PD and P-Dubs Unscripted. P-Dubs, how's it going? Good, PD. Great to be with you again. Great to be with everybody. Thanks so much for always checking in on our podcast. We're great to, we're so thankful to have you today. Yeah, we appreciate all of our listeners out there. As today we do some faith intersections, talking about where we see faith in our everyday life. And mm-hmm. so I was thinking, because maybe for those that don't know me well enough, don't know that I have a really big love for Batman. Yes, you do. He is my favorite superhero. So, you know, this past weekend, uh, the new Batman movie came out just called The Batman. So it's always kind of confusing. Like, The Batman, it's like, you feel they would have already had one like that, uh-huh. named that Batman. Right. They're kind of running out of creative names, apparently. So, But, uh, yeah, you said you kind of snuck away and saw the movie over the weekend. Yeah, I saw it on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so, and I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. So we wanted to kind of talk about Kind of some of the things you see in the Batman movies, not just this new one. Uh-huh. And for those listening, don't worry. We're not going to have any spoilers for this new Batman movie. So you can go to the theater and enjoy the wonderful three-hour movie that it is. <laughs> but it probably moves along really fast, and you have no idea that it's been three hours. Yeah, I mean, I thought it did start a little slow. But okay, all right. I mean, the opening scene is good, and then it's kind of a little slow, kind of putting some background in there. Yeah. But overall, I did really enjoy the movie. It's probably no worse than watching a football game. It's three hours long, or right. a baseball game, or you well, know. baseball's like four hours these days. <laughs> but yeah, so we thought talk about that and just some background there. Like I was like, you know, I knew it would be a big movie because whenever there's a Batman movie that comes out, it's always a big deal. Yeah, for sure. Everybody's and, talking about it. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. And so I looked up. So it made over a hundred thirty-four million dollars just in the United States alone this past weekend. Wow. Wow, that's almost uh, as much as Aaron Rodgers' new contract. A little bit, almost what he's got guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, over four years. This right. did it in like a weekend. A weekend, and for those wondering, is that considered good? And it is. It's not the highest movie opening. I think that's probably maybe Avengers or Star Wars. One of those things are the highest. Okay. But since December 2019, so right before COVID really kind of happened because that was kind of we heard about covid in 29 december of 2019 mm-hmm. but not as such a fearful thing that it was for many people but this is only the second movie since december 2019 to cross a hundred million dollars in the box office its first weekend wow that says a lot about how the pandemic has really hit the movie industry right and so the only other movie to do this is the only other movie I've seen in the theater since uh, COVID, and that is Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And did that outpace that movie? Did Spider-Man go less? Spider-Man made more. That okay. I'm trying to look here. I'm trying to look at opening U.S. dollars. Uh, yeah, because the biggest opening weekend is if you look at the top ten, it's Avengers Endgame. I believe that makes sense. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Then it is Spider-Man: No Way Home. Uh, Fate of the Furious, so Fast and Furious movie series. Okay. Star Wars: Force Awakens. Jurassic World, which is like the reboot of Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Captain Marvel. Star Wars: The Last Jedi, and then finally Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice. It's interesting, many of those that you named off are like um, action hero kind of movies. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. So half of them are superhero movies. Yeah. 
Fate of the Furious, that's in a series that has, I think, nine or ten movies now. Oh, Fast and the Furious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen a couple of those. Jurassic World, that was a huge reopening mm-hmm. because of the... I mean, I love the original Jurassic Park movie. Right. Harry Potter, that was the last of all the Harry Potter movies. And then the other two are Star Wars, which always are big mo- movie money makers. Isn't Saturday Night Fever in there somewhere? Uh, you know, with John Travolta. And, oh, I know oh, what movie disco. you're talking about. You can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I am not seeing that anywhere in the top 50. Staying alive. Staying alive. Ha, ha, ha. What was in your like coffee this morning? What, you don't drink coffee? I haven't even had an ounce of caffeine yet, man. Watch no. out. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I'm just looking through all these, and it's really interesting, like... Uh, or these are worldwide openings. I want the United States, but either way, that's yeah, I wor- mean, worldwide. Sure. Those are, and it's funny because when you look at through the top fifty, uh-huh. a lot of them are superhero, Harry Potter, Jurassic World ones, Twilight's in there. I see. Okay. Star Wars, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which I don't recommend seeing. E. T. E. T. No. E. T. Phone home. Pastor just really want, or he just wants to really Elliot. do. He just wants to do movie quotes, <laughs> and in those voices, and I'm sure there might be a Bane one coming up sooner or later as we talk Batman. Maybe. But so yeah, and for just a little background, Batman, if people aren't familiar, so I was looking it up. The first comic came in, out in 1939. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, because I remember a couple in probably 2019 when they celebrated like the 80th anniversary because there's things about that. And so as you were looking up, there is a lot of Batman movies. I don't think you realize the scope of Batman. I, I, have, I had no idea, Pastor. I mean, you are like an avid fan. I'm very passive fan. I mean, I like Batman. I was big in the series on TV. I grew oh, up with Batman. The okay. Adam West Adam one. Adam West, yeah, and Burt Ward as Robin, right? And Cesar yeah. Romero as Joker. Oh, yeah, he was great, and... All those villains and, and all uh, the pals and kapals yeah, and bam. Yeah, and Zowie and Bap. And Which, all those fights were great, man. Yeah, sadly, I just kind of feel that one's a really cheesy version of Batman, which <laughs> when you look at the comics, they're actually a really dark comic book yeah. series. Yeah, it is. And uh, But you, you were kind of saying that you kept listing, th- and you were going back to the movie in 1966 with Adam West that predated the TV series. And then we looked up and we saw, oh, there was actually a Batman movie in 1943 and then a Batman and Robin movie in 1949 where uh, the Batman was Louis G. Wilson in the first one and Robert Lowry in the 1949 Not film. Not really so familiar with either of those You got to go to Blockbuster and see if you can find one of those oldies. So you want me to go to, I think, is it Bend, Oregon, which is the only Blockbuster left? Yeah, road trip, baby. <laughs> okay, so... I'm, I'm sure gonna, it's in there. So I think I'm going to do that the week of April 10th through the 17th. No, sir. No, no, you can't do that. There's nothing going on that week. <laughs> Not at all. But yeah, so obviously there's a lot of Batmans, and there's a whole lot of like cartoon co- Batman co- movies as well. Mm-hmm. And but today we want to kind of focus, I guess, more me. What I'm thinking of for some of the quotes in some of these movies are the more recent ones, especially yeah. like the Dark Knight trilogy by Christopher Nolan, where Christian Bale played Batman, and now this new one, the Batman starring Robert Pattinson as yeah. Batman. And you know, I you so know, I, I have to ask before we get into that, like. Of all the Batman movies that you've watched, 
What's your favorite one? Oh, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. That's like okay. my favorite movie of all time. Okay. Like, I think Heath Ledger played a perfect Joker in that movie. And yeah. That's, I mean, I think whenever he's on the screen, you can't look away because of just how well done he did that role. I, I would agree. I mean, I think I've seen, uh, you know, I saw the one with Michael Keaton. Okay. Uh, Batman in 1989. And I think I saw Batman Returns. I think I saw Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. I did see Batman and Robin. You're not missing much if you haven't seen that one. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw The Dark Knight, and I think that's when I... That's probably the last one I saw, Pastor. Yeah, I mean... Well, you went out... You ended on the greatest one. I did. I mean, like, I thought, how could it get any better? I thought you saw Dark Knight Rises. I mean, you were doing the Bane voice earlier. Oh, that's right. I did see that one. So, yeah, thank you. Yes, Bane. Everyone knows your name. Right. I am Bane. So, yeah, so we have all those ones, but yeah, I... That's all I remember. Typically, if I do watch Batman movies, it is a lot of the Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises. I once want to go back to the 89 one with Jack Nicholson as Joker and Michael Keaton. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, like I said, it's usually Dark Knight's my go-to, but I would say this new Batman is right up there, probably under Dark Knight and almost even Dark Knight Rises. Okay. So I really enjoyed it, and... You know, and that's the whole thing with, like, I think any of these comic book movies or comics, you always see that battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. So there's always that connection to Christianity and this battle of good and evil. Mm-hmm. But I want to bring up some quotes in some of these movies. You know, like I said, the Nolan trilogy, which is the Dark Knight movies, that's in there. And then even this new one of the Batman. But like I said, no spoilers, maybe for the Dark Knight, because, well, that movie's 13 yeah. years old. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't on. seen it in 13 years, it's not I'm, your problem. Yeah, I'm sorry for spoiling <laughs> it. But this new one, since it's only been out for a week, no spoilers. But one of the kind of themes throughout there is vengeance. And at one point, Batman says, I'm vengeance. But a little bit later, he kind of goes a little bit different, saying, Vengeance won't change the past, mine or anyone else's. People need hope. Mm. And I just thought that's an interesting idea because. I think people have that idea of, like, I need vengeance in my life. This person hurt me. This person harmed me. Mm -hmm. I need to get my vengeance on them. Yeah, I think that's a natural human reaction, as you say, if someone uh, hurts you or says something against you or treats you improperly or sins against you. You could just say it that way. And uh, our natural human reaction is to strike back. You got to get even with this person. Right. You hurt me. I'm going to hurt you, you know. An eye for an eye. Right. And that's really not the Christian mindset that we should have is, oh, I'm going to get even with this person. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because in the grand scheme, we've probably done something in the past to harm that person or hurt that person or sin against that person. Right, right. Yeah, and I think Paul talks a little bit about that in Romans 12, 19. He says, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. So... As a Christian, we're we're to just um, if there's any you know vengeance that needs to be meted out, we leave it up to God Himself and not us. Right. I'm just looking up something here, but even like you look at like Romans chapter 12. I think this is what I'm looking for. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Mm-hmm. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. But leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. 
Yeah. So um, the call to us is to just keep loving, keep being good, let evil be overcome by good, and you know, um, let let the Lord take an, an avenge for you. And uh, but yeah, uh, with regard to Batman, you know, you do see that there is that whole good and evil thing, you right. know. And so Batman's saying that he's vengeance, I right. guess. And I think some of that for Batman stems from the whole like, which this movie doesn't really dive into this. Uh, doesn't this is one of the first I think live action movies that doesn't show his parents being murdered because mm. that's always one of those big things like it's in Batman Begins like any of his origin movies there's always that scene showing Martha and uh, can't think what uh, Thomas Wayne getting murdered okay but this one doesn't dive into that but I think that it always kind of plays I think into his psyche that you see throughout the movies like I'm getting vengeance because people killed my parents now I need to get vengeance on the evil people right right. Yeah, you do see that through the through the movies, and uh, that seems to be something that really drives him, you know, in his character. Right. So it's that darkness, but you see that change a little bit. That you know, people need hope, and I think that's an important thing to realize is that mm-hmm. vengeance isn't going to make anything better. And like that last quote I shared about vengeance, vengeance won't change the past. Just because you get even with somebody, doesn't mean that it's going to change what already took place. Right. Exactly. It just adds on to that and makes it even worse. Well, it's kind of that ripple effect that you were kind of talking about uh, a couple of podcasts ago. Like, it's just this circle. Oh, the circle of screaming or yelling. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So if you if you lash back and you know, like, try and get vengeance, you're just perpetuating the hurt. And I guess all you're looking for is for you to feel better for right. yourself. And there's no like healing being taken part, no. and that's the key to. Anytime when somebody sins against us, there needs to be that healing, that reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And if you're always just seeking that vengeance, there's never going to be that reconciliation. That wound's never going to heal properly, mm. and it's just going to create causing more and more problems. Yeah, for sure. And that whole uh, vengeance won't change the past, mine or anyone else's. People need hope, and and you know there's there's a cool little parallelism or jump off into the hope that Christ brings us and. I mean, that, that's evident in our world today. People are looking for hope in, in any corner of the world uh, because, you know, you talk about the dark night. I mean, this world is filled with darkness. And right. so Jesus, um, you know, he's the light that pierces through the darkness to provide hope. And right. so, yeah, it's kind of cool how you're blending in some of these uh, quotes here that, that really you can be springboards into, like, the role of Christ, you know, in us. Right. And that's, I think, one of my favorite things to do is like look at like pop culture and like see how, what you can take from that to like talk about faith. And because you see it no matter what you're watching or listening to, Mm -hmm. whether the people that create that form of media, whether it's music, TV, movies, they might not be Christians, but it can still provide that springboard to have some theological discussions. Mm -hmm. For sure. And so that's why I like doing that. That's why I do my elective here at Emmanuel on that faith and pop culture, just because I enjoy looking at those things. I love, you know, movies and TV shows and music. So it's just connecting two things that I love, God and the kind of pop culture things. Yeah. And and along the lines of hope, you know, uh, Batman is a superhero, right? And mm-hmm. so, like, people are hoping he's around. Uh, like you had said when we were talking before, I remember on the Batman television series, they would put the big uh, bat signal, the bat signal out, and it would you know display up in the sky, and 
you know, Commissioner Gordon would hope that Batman would see it and come and, you know, correct there, all the problems. And there'd be the red phone and the Batman yeah, you remember. The, the bat phone, yeah. The bat phone is red. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, so, like, they're waiting for their hero. They're hoping for their hero to come. And, uh, you know, if I could take one of the quotes that you provided here. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon says, he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we will hunt him because he can take it. Because he's not our hero. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. So I guess in the hero aspect, I was thinking, like, Jesus is our hero because, you know, we need him to come and rescue us just as Commissioner Gordon's looking for Batman to rescue Gotham City from the evil characters. Right, and, like, kind of put that quote in context that you're referencing there about, you know, he's our silent protector. That's at the end of The Dark Knight, the Christian Bale one that came out in 2008 with... Mm. Keith Ledger's Joker that we talked about a little bit earlier, and then uh, the guy from Princess Bride plays Harvey Dent and then turns into Two-Face. So you see how, like, in that movie, Joker twisted Harvey Dent to become the suit villain. Yes. And that's, you know, even you can talk about how the Joker is like an archetype for Satan there where he yes. just wants to see chaos. Right, right. He talks about in there, like, you know, Commissioner Gordon, Harvey Dent, they have their plans. I don't have a plan. I just want to flip their plan upside down and create chaos. Yes. Which is exactly what the devil wants. So you see that be fulfilled by the end of the movie when Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face, ends up killing some people, Mm -hmm. and at the end it's going to be like, oh, all the good that he did is going to be taken away because he has murdered people. You know, all the criminals that he put away, they're going to be free because people are going to be like, this is who we trusted. And that's when Batman's like, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I can be the person that killed all these people. Yep. And that's when Commissioner Gordon goes into he's our hero that we don't we deserve, you know. We're gonna hunt him. Right. And he takes the blame for what Harvey Dent did. And that's that suit and then talking about that hero, that's what Christ did, where he takes the blame for our sins. And you know, you see the people in a sense hunt Jesus, mm-hmm. crucify him. Yep. He took the sins of the people on his shoulders and paid the price just as Batman did at the end of Dark Knight, and you see that play out a little bit at the beginning of The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, and uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking of the the verse that Paul wrote, I think, in Corinthians, he who knew no sin became sin for us, you know, right. um, so that we could have reconciliation with God. So there's that whole, like, he's our hero, but now if you look at him, he looks like sin. And so he took it on, and as you said, the the leaders of the church back in the day, they... They sought to kill him. They schemed. They wanted to get rid of him. Um, but he was their hero, too, honestly. So, yeah, a lot of cool parallels here. Yeah, so like that's what's really neat is like sometimes you don't see all these connections maybe when you watch them because you're just like, oh, I'm sitting for the enjoyment of this. Mm-hmm. You know, because I can get really nerdy into some, like, Superman stuff as well. Yeah. Where, like, his name is Kal-El on the planet of Krypton, mm. which, what is El in Hebrew? God. Yes, shorted, and so you can say yeah. House of God, mm-hmm. House of Elohim. So that, you know, that, and even how in the Man of Steel movie that came out about a decade ago, his father sends Superman to Earth to save surface Earth and protect it, just as God sent Jesus, his son, to protect humanity. Right. So all those kind of random connections, and like I said, I, I'm more of a Batman person than Superman. Okay. And so, but yeah, he is that hero for us. And 
even the Dark Knight Rises, you see that hero concept come up again at the end of that movie when Batman says to Commissioner Gordon, a hero can be anyone, even a man doing something as simple and reassuring as putting a coat around a little boy's shoulders to let him know that the world hasn't ended. And he says at the end of the movie to Commissioner Gordon, Mm -hmm. when they're talking, they save the day, and Batman's kind of cluing him in, Commissioner Gordon, that, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne, because he's referencing after his parents got shot and killed in the Batman uh, kind of mythos, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. that in the Dark Knight trilogy, Commissioner Gordon, you see, put his jacket around a young Bruce Wayne after that. Mm. So he's kind of saying, hey... And then it kind of you see his eyes like kind of like wait a second and putting two and two together, but what I love about that quote is like you know even us we're not going to be here to save people from their sins, mm-hmm. but we can make a difference by just the little things that we do in our life. Yeah, I don't know. I keep thinking of the robe of righteousness when you when you said that like he put the coat around the the boy's shoulder. I mean, you know that's what God does to us in our baptism. You know, that's what Christ does. He clothes us with that robe of righteousness, and uh, we are forgiven our sins because of Jesus. And uh, so when the Father looks to us, he doesn't see a, a sinful person. And then when we leave this world and go home to heaven, we are covered in the robe of righteousness again. And so a lot of this, you know, putting the coat around a little boy's shoulder, kind of, yeah, ties in. Man, look at this. You're just taking... Good lead here. You know, I didn't even think about that theological connection <laughs> point, and you're just diving right in. Oh, man, you got me going. And, you know, the other one that you were we were previously talking about of Jesus, of uh, Batman being the hero that nobody wants, or but he can take it, um, and he's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. I couldn't help but think of Isaiah 53, you know, where uh, it's in verse... Uh, 7, it says, he was oppressed and afflicted. He did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, a sheep before his shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. So, like, Jesus just took all the punishment and and didn't say a word, you know. Right. And so, um, yeah, a lot of, lot of uh, close ties there. Yeah, so all these great things that, like, come out and, like, you see all these things underneath what we're, when you watch these and when we take back and, like, look, put it on almost, like, the theological lenses, you can start seeing these mm-hmm. these coordinating things. Are like, oh, you can make these connections. I don't know if you know the creators of these movies or whatever were thinking this, right? But it still can provide because let's be honest, one hundred thirty-four million dollars were spent on the Batman this weekend. Yeah, that's just in the United States alone. So people are watching and mm-hmm. seeing these mm-hmm. things. So it's one of those ways to have these faith intersections with people like, hey, did you see that? Yeah. And it can dive into these. Can Maybe the last kind of quote I want to look at real quick. Yeah. It was something Alfred says to Bruce Wayne here in the new Batman movie when he says, we all have our scars, Bruce. You're still a Wayne. Uh. And I don't know, like seeing that quote and looking at it, I just think about how as humans, we have the scars of our life, maybe because somebody's hurt us or mm-hmm. physical scars and all these things that play a role in who we are as a person. And we might say, well, maybe I'm not good enough to be a Christian. Mm. You know, can I really be God's child? But then that's where you get that hope from what Alfred says. You're still a Wayne. Despite all those things that have been a part of your past, mm-hmm. you still are a Wayne. And the same is true for all of us, that whatever our past might be, those scars, we're still a Christian. Absolutely. And uh, those are marks of our lives. And... uh 
you know, the good news is the the wounds heal because right. uh, in our sinfulness, right? Uh, the wounds heal because of Jesus, but the scars are there as a visible reminder of what the Lord, not just the visible reminder of the the, the way we fell, um, but it could be that, but it's more so like to show the healing of how the Lord took you through something where you did uh, mess up and and you know, sin against him. Right, and that's kind of, you know, I didn't have this on our little notes here, but mm-hmm. from The Batman Begins, which is the first of the Nolan trilogy, Alfred says the Batman, or Bruce Wayne, whatever you want to call him. Spoiler mm-hmm. for those that didn't know, Bruce Wayne is Batman. But wait, Alf- wait, what? wait, what? I know, mind blown right there at that one. <laughs> but Alfred says, why do we fall, sir, so that we can learn to pick ourselves up? So as you were talking, that mm. that quote reminded me of that that whole idea of like you know why do we fall? Why do we almost have these scars? So we can learn to pick ourselves up and learn and grow from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I love how you're just kind of finding all these ways. And um, as you were kind of going there, it was like here's a way that we can have conversations with people about like oh did you see the Batman movie? Yeah, that was really cool. And you start talking about these things. And if you have this other like idea of thinking into the movie and relate it back to you know your faith, what a way to open up the conversation a little bit, you right. know, to intersect that uh, your faith with a very popular movie and a series, you know, and so forth. Right, because we just went through maybe reference three movies, four Batman movies, mm-hmm. and there's a whole more anymore, and even any of the other, like I said, any of the comic book movies, any of the Marvel like Avenger series, like when you look at Iron Man, Thor. Captain America, and all those ones. Yep. Black Widow and Captain Marvel, all those ones, you can see that battle for good and evil. Mm -hmm. And you just see kind of where the villain, in a sense, especially the main ones, like I said, like the Joker, even Thanos, and the Marvel ones, they just are a perfect example like Satan, where they just want to kind of see chaos and almost destruction, because that was Thanos' whole thing was like destroying half the world. Right. And then when you look at the Greek, Thanos means... Death in Greek. Mm, wow. So I don't know if that was planned when Stanley or whoever created that character back mm-hmm, in the day. Mm-hmm. But so there's some of my nerdiness of knowing some of the like the theology and like some Greek and Hebrew, like connecting those points. Yeah. Well, some of the things that I remember probably has nothing to do with, you know, our topic, but of the Batman series on TV was, well, number one, I think that car, the Batmobile in that TV series was the coolest out of all of the Batmobiles that came after in the movie. I'll just state that right now. Okay. I mean, that was a cool Batmobile. And um, and especially with the fire coming out the back, you know, that was so cool in the 70s. But the, what always reminded me, Alfred, you brought up Alfred, and uh, I know he's changed, you know, he's the butler, right? Right. For Bruce Wayne. And uh, there were times in the, in the TV show where Alfred... This older man, kind of skinny and frail looking, with a mustache, would dress up as he <laughs> would dress up as Batman, and he would go out there he'd be like and a act, decoy. Yeah, he'd be the decoy for Batman, and you just like, how do they think that that's really Batman? I mean, he just looks so weak and frail, and he's got this mustache thing coming through the mask. <laughs> I, you know, so these are questions I had when I was a kid watching, you know, Batman show. Sometimes you just got to suspend your belief because it's a TV show. I know, I know, but like, I, I never fell for that one. I mean, I'm like, oh, these villains are stupid. Well, I mean, the worst <laughs> is Superman. Oh, his glasses are on. 
He's Clark Kent. Oh, right. Take off his glasses. <laughs> Wait, that's Superman. Yeah. I mean, for those listening, I just took off my glasses. Yeah, yeah. Can you do you I, know it's the same person? Who, uh, excuse me. Hi, I'm Pastor. I'm PD. Oh. I'm P Dubs. Who are you? I got see. I got you all confused. <laughs> I'm just, all confused just because I took down my off my glasses. Yeah. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, you know, know, maybe it's a little hair dangle. Where did PD go? Where did he go? Who are you, sir? Oh, oh, oh hi, PD. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I don't know what it, happened to you. But yeah, that's always my favorite. The Superman. Yeah. His glasses. He's Clark Kent. <laughs> now he takes off his. Wait, where's Clark? It's soup. No, it's. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. That's funny stuff. But, but yeah, uh, so as we wrap up here, I got two things. Pastor, you know, not that this is important, but who's your favorite uh, Batman actor? For, you know, I know you're looking up the list. You know, like I said, I'm I'm more akin to Adam West, okay? I'm, I'm an old school guy, but so that's not a movie. But um, I would say... Uh, you know, Christian Bale did a good job. I yeah. thought he was really good. Yeah, that would be mine, obviously, with mm-hmm. that being my favorite movie. And, you know, and even Heath Ledger's my favorite Joker, that or Mark Hamill from the animated cartoon. Sorry, Cesar Romero. You don't mm-hmm. you don't even crack the top three. Yeah. Because Jack gets the third spot. And then do you want any do any more voices before we wrap up? No, I think I'm all I'm all done with voices. Um yeah, I'm good. So. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, so everybody, thank you for tuning in for this new episode of Faith Intersections as we talked a little bit where we see faith in the story of Batman and the various movies that have come out in the last decade or two decades mainly. Thank you and God bless. <laughs>